EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Great to have your company. The EFTM Podcast. Thanks to LG, LG Australia and their huge range of electronics from the shoe care right through to their LG OLED TVs and sound bars. Uh, we really hope the shoe care comes to Australia. That's a cool product. I hope you can see it one day. But right now it's all about sound bars and TVs. It'll be coming to TV season. So plenty to look forward to from the LG range as it's announced. The OLED TVs are 10 years in the making. 10 years you've been able to buy OLED TVs. And that's why they've been so dominant in that space. And that's why everyone else is trying to do it now as well. So thank you to LG for their support of the EFTM podcast. Lots of calls to get through today from everything from, uh, you know, digital wallets through to internet security, uh, flip phones, uh, photography on phones and two-factor authentication. There are calls lined up. We've got it all covered for you. Um, We'll even talk Foxtel IQ and the F1 TV. I will will just, I will also mention briefly later my uh, awesome weekend at the Formula One and my thanks to Mercedes for helping me make that just the most awesome weekend. Um, Paid full fare for our tickets, but they just, you know, they just put a little bit of, you know, what do you call it, sugar on top? It was just so great. We had a really wonderful experience as a family, and so I appreciate their help with that. Um, now, uh, a little bit of feedback from uh, the TikTok interview last week. Andrew, uh, one of our longest-term listeners, um, said uh, that Lee Hunter did a good job of not answering the questions I said would be explored. He skirted around the Chinese ownership. I hear that. I'd like to have dug dug deeper, he said. Look, I don't know how you dig deep because he's got a very well-drilled answer to those questions. But his continual answer, even now today when TikTok's being banned on government devices, is there's no evidence of this. So it's all just conjecture, and that it is. Um, and he also says, and I'm, I take this point, Andrew, I really do, um, that you use Facebook and you wish I'd post my TikTok content there. I've, I've just got to get better at it. I've got to get better at it, making content and sharing it on all platforms. I will, and I take that on board. Very, very good point. Um, Andrew also says, you know, if I remember to go and look at TikTok and follow your content, then I end up with some silly dance or product I didn't ask for. Here's my only feedback about, about TikTok, Andrew, and it, it isn't one you want to hear because it basically requires you spending more time on the platform. But to get the most out of TikTok, you need to spend time on it. You need to scroll through a lot of content. You need to hit like on some stuff. You need to share some stuff with your mates. The more stuff you watch all the way through, the more it learns about what you like. The more stuff you swipe away quickly, like if you see a, a girl dancing you don't like that, swipe away. And it'll it'll realize that after time. So it's pretty cool. But I appreciate everything you said in your message, um, Andrew. And I will take on board the attempt to get more done on Facebook. Uh, feedback also from Danny, who is another uh, absolutely long-term listener. Danny, I love love you, mate. And I appreciate your, your email. Um, Danny said, I meant to email you after the Telstra CEO interview, which was bloody excellent. She's so great to listen to. The latest one with Lee from TikTok was great. You ask all the right questions and Lee didn't shy away from answering them in a and no political type non-answers. A very different uh, response to Andrew, but I appreciate your, your insight. Um, the latest two blokes talking tech is the best remote record you've ever done. Well done getting it sorted. Uh, yes, thank you. Stephen's feeling better now, so we'll be back uh, on deck this week with a face-to-face two blokes talking tech. And with that, um, thank you for listening. Let's get cracking and on with the show. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Trevor Long, take any calls. Let's get cracking for the day. Scott's on the line. G'day, Scott. How are you going? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? 
mate. I'm just looking at UTV for a house we're building. Yeah. And uh, I'm sort of divided between Sony and Samsung. Okay. What what divides you? What 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 leans you either way on on one of them? Well, Sony. I like how it's Android. Yep. Um, but I've got Samsung everything else. Um, also, I've heard bad reviews in the past, like many years ago, about Sony. Right. And um, so I'm a little bit um, anxious there. But I've um, also. The only other thing I don't like about the Samsung is it's got that one connect box. Oh, no, that's awesome. And, well, not how I'm mounting it. Because <laughs> I don't have any entertainment unit below mounted on a feature brick wall. Yeah. So and where, where, where's, your, where's your input? Uh, like, what boxes are you going to have put into it? Like, you got Fetch or Foxtel or anything else? No, no Foxtel, no Fetch. Oh, so you're just going to so have I'll literally watch. the TV and aerial and. Internet. The data. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. Right. I mean, I think you've got to remember, though, that no matter what you think you're doing with the TV today, what's to say that in four years from now, let's say, you've got these beautiful big TVs and there's a there's an update to whether it's Google's TVOS or whatever it is that doesn't work with your TV. It doesn't get the update. So you need to buy a little $100 yeah. box to plug into it. Like, you got to – that's hard to get to the HDMI ports on a wall-mounted TV – well, let's say someone brings around a USB stick with photos on it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you do want access to that yep. thing. So I'd be looking at the One Connector still as an advantage. It just can be run anywhere. It can be uh, run to another um, side of that wall to a cupboard and just sit it there. Anyway, my, my point being, don't let it rule you out, but I totally see the simplicity of what you're trying to do. So in that sense, you're right. You, you, you should consider... Um, the things without a One Connect box. Now, that's only Samsung's top-end Neo stuff. Are you looking at spending that kind of money? Not really. Then, no. then no. you know, a, a Sony, uh, sorry, a Samsung TV, they, 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 they say they still have a smart hub in them, um, but they, they, they still have TVs that have, you know, all the HDMI ports built into the TV. I, though, would say to you I, that Sony do make great TVs. I did have in 2021, yeah. I had a few people tell me that they had issues with um, free-to-air TV reception and some Wi-Fi dropout issues. I haven't heard that over the last year, so I think that might be well fixed and gone. Um, I'm with you. I think Android is 100% the way to go. But I would also say that if you were to buy any TV and then buy a $100 Chromecast with Google TV, you've got Android TV, Google TV, at your fingertips just with the Google Chromecast. So if it doesn't have Android, any TV can have it. Like I would buy a cheaper TV and then plug the Chromecast into it. Certainly if it's you know not your primary movie viewing location, you could just do that. Um, as yeah. for your loyalty to Samsung, the only time I would say that loyalty is applicable is when you have not just you know phones and tablets and TVs, but like fridge, smart hub, fridge, uh, hairdresser, uh, washing machines, because those things, when Wi-Fi connected, you can get notifications on your TV that, you know, the cycle's finished or things like that. Mate, that's the only time that kind of ecosystem thing matters a lot. Okay, yes. You know what I mean? So, mate, I I personally would say to you, get the best quality screen. Think of it like a screen you can get for each of those rooms and then buy Google Chromecast for each one if the TV you choose for that room is not Android-based. Yeah, 
showcase. And what, what would be your opinion on the best screens going around at the moment? Mate, honestly, value-wise, you can't go past Hisense. Probably TCL as well. Okay. They make great TVs. You know, you could buy a Hisense Mini LED, which is the latest lighting technology, far cheaper than you can any other brand. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's that's the latest TV technology. I, I would also say if you're okay. building a new house and you're probably, you know, a few months away from moving in, I would probably go the extra mile and get a 2023 model TV. So, you know, over the next month and a half, those will come out just to give you full future yep. proofing. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Yep. So, all right. Appreciate your help. Happy building, Scott. Sounds like fun. Thanks, mate. Cheers, buddy. Good on you. Uh, happy to help anytime. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's much of much. As, I, don't th- I don't think a brand loyalty on a TV is an important thing. Uh, as I said, if you've got everything, like, to be honest, um, we're going to install a Samsung frame at our place and – we use the Samsung Airdresser a lot for our clothes and for that to just being up on the TV, it's a great notification. I have it on my phone, but no one else in the house bothers to install that app. So it'll bing up on the TV and say, yep, oh, Airdresser's finished or whatever. Um, yeah, there are some advantages there. Awesome stuff. Um, we are, you know, very jealous that you're getting to build a house from scratch. I love the idea of you know, planning it out and making it just absolutely perfect for you. Get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. And we keep rolling with calls on the EFTM podcast. Uh, Michael's on the line. G'day, Michael. G'day, Trevor. Thanks for ringing me up. My pleasure, mate. What can I do for you? Well, maybe I'm a little bit paranoid and a bit too anxious with all these data breaches <laughs> around. But uh, <laughs> I use SMS as my um, two-factor authentication on Gmail, my eBay, yep. blah, blah, blah. But I'm you know, worried about what happens if my phone number gets stolen in a, in a SIM swap. So I'm looking for something else to keep me a bit safer. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so for people that don't know, a SIM swap is where essentially uh, uh, you know, a criminal buys a new SIM card uh, and they, they request your phone number to be ported over to that new, new SIM card and they take control of your life because they've got your phone number, which is obviously the biggest risk with SMS authentication. If someone is able to steal your number, then they can receive those second factor of authentication and potentially break into your accounts. There's two things I say. Firstly, uh, SIM swapping has been made much more difficult by the telcos because they put in place kind of uh, not authentication, but verification factors. So, you know, you get a message when you're swapping. There's a bunch of things that go on um, and they have cracked down on it in a big way in, in a lot of spaces. But Having spoken to some security experts, there are still certainly ways through it and around it. So you're right to be cautious. Um, I think, though, what you do is you just move away from it. And I use Authy, and I think that the problem I have with it is that not everything supports it. Um, I actually yep. don't know whether Google does now that I think about it because um, there's a thing well, called actually, Google I, Authenticator. Google has their own app I used a few years ago called Google Authenticator. And that was the same thing. You open it up, there's a, a number there and it regenerates every 30 seconds or so and off you go. Um, have you looked at those things? I, I looked at Authy, but obviously I may have misunderstood it, but I thought Authy also requires a phone number. Um, okay, so what Authy does is, I'm trying to remember because I change phones a lot and so I use it. Okay. Um, you use a phone number, I think that just kind of brings up your account. Maybe it does do an authentication at the same time. But 
what it does have is a password on top of it. So let's say your fear is SIM swapping and someone gets your number, installs Authy, and then, you know, gets it going. They need your Authy password to unlock it for the first time. So, man, it would have to be something serious for them to get not only access to to your original password, but then also SIM swap and then also know your Authy password. Now, my Authy password is unique. It's the only place I use that password is Authy, just like I've got a single-use password on my bank and on my email, whereas my Twitter and my Facebook are the same bloody password because I don't care. It's not not that big a deal. It's easy for me to to verify. Um, So while it may use a phone number in some way, it's got to use something. If it's going to use an email and a password, uh, using a phone number is pretty much the same security as that anyway. Okay, yeah. So there's yep, got to be yep, a way okay. to authenticate it. And what Authy does is if you haven't used it for a few weeks or even I think it's every certain amount of uses, it actually says, hey, just checking in, what's the password? And so it checks every now oh, and okay. then, you know. So you might All be right. – I'm logging into Zero, my, my accounting software, and it says what's the yep. uh, what's the code, and I open up Authy, and it hasn't you – know, has, it's been a month since I've used it or something. I click on Zero, and it goes, nah, what's the password? And I've got to put in my Authy password to revalidate myself. Um, okay. I, I appreciate your anxiousness and you're doing the right thing by thinking about it. Paranoia, I reckon. Yeah, okay, pa- paranoia, yeah, for sure. But I but I wouldn't overthink that part of it. I think if you can move yourself to Authy, and for people that don't yep. know, it's A-U-T-H-Y, A-U-T-H-Y. So if I open up mine now, for people that don't know about it, I'll just open up my Authy app. And it, I've got uh, I've got my Zero, my uh, what's it called, um, accounting software. I've got it for my website login, for my Facebook, uh, for my I do have it for my Google. Yep, for my Google, I've got it for one of my okay. I think it's uh, I think it's my Bitcoin store at CoinSpot, um, my Twitter, my Facebook, and my Instagram. They're all there, and and so every time you click on a different one of those, it has a number on it, and that number after about thirty seconds refreshes and changes. Um, and that's how uh, two-factor authentication works. It just gives you a different number every time. Mate, honestly, switch to Authy and you're in a good spot. It's it's a great app. It really is. All right. I'll, I'll give it a shot because my you... next step was – Go on. No, no, I said my next step was looking at something like you know, hardware tokens like YubiKey or something like that, but I thought that just might be a tad over the top for a um, normal person like me. I've I've received YubiKeys to review and I've never set them up for two reasons. One, mate, I don't carry the same set of keys. So that's that's, okay. a, very, that's a very me challenge because I drive different cars every week, right? So I don't yep. carry the same set of keys and I worry that, oh, my God, oh, I don't have the bloody key on me. So where am I putting that thing? Um and, and secondly, I'm worried about how many places support it. That is going to grow exponentially. But I think at this point in time, moving one step above SMS is a great great place to start, mate. All right. Well, I'll give Authy a shot and uh, I'll um, send you a I'll, – I'll let you know how I go Excellent. with it if you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. All Very right. keen to see how you go after a month of, you know, is it frustrating? Is it easy? All that kind of stuff is, is great feedback. All right. Much appreciated, Trevor. Thank you very much. Cheers, Michael. Good on you, buddy. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good awareness to have, that concept of I want to be paranoid. I should be paranoid, but how do I protect myself? And two-factor authentication is what I've banged on about for years, and normally it is SMS, but we do need to slowly move away from that. And I'm hypercritical of, of Twitter for getting rid of SMS authentication as a two-factor because it was costing them money, but it was at least a level of security. Now, if they want to tell me that 99% of people have switched to a – 
a two-factor app, then I, I encourage that and I'm, I'm, I appreciate what they did, but I don't think that many people did. I think a lot of people are now exposed on, on Twitter, for example. Anyway, let me know what you think, EFTM.com. Get in touch anytime. We do it all, the EFTM podcast. Thanks to the great people at LG. And if you're looking for a new TV, their 2023 range is coming very, very soon. New soundbars, new TVs. And this is 10 years of OLED. Can you believe it? 10 years of OLED. Some of the best picture quality you'll see available from LG. Check them out at your local Harvey Norman, Bingley, Good Guys, JB Hi-Fi. They're everywhere. LG OLED. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. John's on the line. G'day, John. G'day. How are you? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, look, you would recall I mentioned about the F1 live TV and I thought how great it was going to be, which we were told. So you got Foxtel? Yeah, got Foxtel. What have you got, IQ4? Okay, yep. Yep. So did you start the year wondering where the bloody hell it was? Yeah, I did. And uh, I contacted them and then I uh, got my F1 account and linked it to it. And then I went in the next day and I found out I was an undefined uh, uh, subscriber. So I rang Foxtel or chat and after half an hour, the guy didn't know what he was doing. And... uh, I, I said, oh, look, it looks like if I restore it, um, the subscription. And he said, oh, I'll try that. And then he reckons, oh, there's been software updates and all that. Right. So anyway, eventually I got it on and the race came on Saturday. And there was nothing there really to really get excited about because there was no camera settings or no things which... I thought we were promised. What were you expecting and to see? Because uh, I've got something in my mind, but obviously I was <laughs> bragging. I was trackside, so, you know, I didn't get to play with my Foxtel yeah. box. But <laughs> what did you expect yeah. to see on uh, the screen? I expected to have all these items about the track, what's going on, and be able to split screens and be able to pick out virtual drivers to work on that. Mm. I couldn't do anything. It was just the same as what you get at the moment under Sky. But just different commentators. That's all it was. Couldn't you choose cameras <laughs> uh, for for different no, vehicles? No, no, nothing. Oh, I'm nothing di- I, I'm sure you could. Did you? Were you on the like channel five oh six and doing this, or were you in yeah, the app? Yeah, I was on five oh six and I was using the app, and I used it on my iPad, and I got the iPad going, and I'm looking at it, and you know, for the five oh six channel, huh. and I find that's about four or five seconds difference between one and the other. So I thought, geez, this would be good. I'd be able to bet on it, the race. Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> and then last night I went online on Whirlpool and I noticed a lot of people had the same sort of issue. And then I go into my uh, – uh, I thought, oh, I'll watch the race again and it finds out I'm an undefined member again. So I had to re-log that in and I rang uh, Foxtel. I'm sorry, no one here, it's after 8 o'clock, so I lodged a complaint with them, you know. But, you know, I thought that's what the program was going to be. We were going to say, right, I can be, be Max in his car watching what he can do or this stuff. That's nothing. Well, you were definitely – there was something either – there's either something wrong with your account or, with greatest respect, you were doing something wrong because I got a message from uh, Matt, who's one of my moderators, because uh, I was at the race and yeah. I said, what's happening, boys? And he showed me a video of 
the onboard camera from Alex Albon's car while it was being recovered after his spin. So he'd chosen Alex Albon's car and then it was still live. It was still active. So he was able to choose any driver's uh, onboard as well as... Well, it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't allow me on the IQ4 box and I've got a Samsung TV. So I, I've lodged a complaint. So with, you, uh, are you in live TV or are you going home on yes. the Foxtel and then clicking on apps? No, I'm on the live TV and then I, I go into Foxtel and they, you come down it comes to F1 TV. Oh, hang on. When, when you say you go down to Foxtel, you mean the menu? You open up the menu? I go I go into apps. Yes. So you go into go apps? I go down to apps and I click on F1 TV and – Sort of comes up, yeah. It comes up to F1 TV like it is at the moment, yeah. And I just wait for a few seconds there, and then, then I go, I can go to home, uh, season, everything like that, and the profile. Well, I'm still lucky, I'm still a member there, so I'll just go back. So, Matt and sent me uh, some screenshots of the track map, you know, like the driver tracker, as well as great sector no. times and things. But we here's the thing, in, in, yeah. in thinking about whether it's a success or not, here's the de- definition of success to me. And, and I'll, yeah. I'll see whether I can find out from Foxtel what's going on with your experience. But what I yeah. expected, firstly, was not have to use an app, right? I'm on the bloody live channel. Mm. Let me hit the red button <laughs> and let me choose to split screen. I want a split screen. I want picture in picture. I want four by four split you know, I want four what? cameras. I want to. I want to be able to look at three different drivers at one time, as well as the main commentary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. And you know, when you listen to uh, when it's on the Foxtel thing, it's all this press the red button and all. Oh, these so annoying! That's all, all about the UK. Right? That's all Sky. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. other thing it's is that I I I was sitting trackside with the F1 TV app yeah. on my phone. And I expected, (laughs) but I was expecting to be able to bring up, you know, Oscar Piastri's onboard camera. There was no live anything within the app on your phone. No, there's nothing. It's only on the Foxtel box. Well, not on the IQ4 box. Well, I'll tell you right now, you're better off getting rid of the box and getting KO because at least with KO, you can split screen four times. You can have the pit view, the draw, uh, the the, uh, the the times. You can you can see at least different things. It's not at all F one TV, but it's better. I uh, I agree to you there. But the best part is when you had a look at the uh, vision, which they were giving on for an F one TV, it was very poor. You go to the Foxel four K, you it is. Top class. Oh no, exactly. Well, that's the other complaint I saw was the fact that it's not 4K. Yeah, it's just crap. (laughs) Well, you know, you know when they said, "Oh, what a great thing we're going to be," and I'm quite sure that they've had another upload last night for me to be, um, you know, when I've had to go in and re-log in and all Mm. that stuff again, but. But anyway, I sent a letter to Foxtel last night for their complaints, and I'm still waiting to hear. Well, I'll be interested to see whether it improves for you at the next Grand Prix, mate. So keep me informed, right, John? Yeah, I shall be, but I might be Monte Carlo by then. Oh, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Here, I, I, here we go. I'll tell you what happened to me. 
So I told you, I think I mentioned I, I bought tickets in the Mercedes grandstand. So you had to be a Mercedes owner, but Mercedes were super gracious enough to give me a code so I could sit there with Mercedes owners. And it was, it was a really nice stand they had. It was all, there was kind of corporate yeah. hospitality, but kind of grandstand. It was, it was excellent. My wife loved it. So that was good. But then um, yeah. I bumped into one of the PR guys at Mercedes on the f- uh, Sunday morning and introduced him to my sons yeah. and he goes, what are you doing today? And I said, well, we're just watching the race. He goes, is there anything you don't want to miss? And I said, the Formula One. He goes, all right. And he texts me and they organized a garage tour. So I was able to take my two boys, oh, Harry 11 geez. and Jackson 16, who, yeah. who were at their first ever Formula One event for a start. Oh, they were, they were able to go yeah. into the garage uh, an yeah. hour. It would have been, let me think, two, two, and a, two hours and 20 minutes before the race. They had George Russell's gearbox was just being put back on. So they saw them putting the exhaust yeah. on, the wing on, you know, five meters yeah. from them were, were their cars. It was, oh, it was awesome. No photos allowed, but be... the, the, the memories were, are, no I think, embedded. Oh, yeah, right. no. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah no, were, that would be great for the yeah, kids. It was brilliant. Oh, yeah. All right, well, hopefully you get a better day. F1 TV experience before Monaco. Yeah, look, I'll keep in contact. Yeah, good on that, you, mate. Because... It's got to be done. Anyway, uh, no, I agree. It's disappointing. People. Thanks, John. Good yeah. on you, buddy. All of his, mate. Cheers, oh, mate. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I I would have been gutted to not be able to watch like a split screen of, you know, an in-car versus the normal commentary and all that stuff. So it sounds like they've given us F1 TV light. I don't know. If you're an F1 fan uh, and you ch- you played around with, uh, with the F1 TV app on the Foxtel, let us know what you thought. Let us know how it went. Keep the emails coming, eftm.com. Just click on Ask Trev and I'll uh, get your details there. Anthony did that. G'day, mate. How are you doing? I'm real well. How what are you, I, Trev? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, well, I saw your thing on Channel 9 the other day. Right. It's talking about the Google um, Pay. So I God, Googled what was it. it I, don't never, with... I don't even remember that. <laughs> oh, you were there, I'm sure. <laughs> um, or was it uh, Andrew... Bolt. Oh, right. Yes. Talking yes. about his wife's card. Yes. 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 Sorry, I've got the yep. two program. You're everywhere, mate. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I saw the program and yep. I thought, brilliant, because we're going overseas soon. And I'm, yep. I thought, let's get the protection happening. I actually had the uh, the Westpac um, let your phone know when someone's using your account mm-hmm. thing. So I was thinking like Andrew Bolt, thinking I'm, I should be pretty safe. Mm-hmm. But then you pointed out and just all rang clear. If they're not going to send you your details uh, from Google, then how secure is that? So anyway, I Googled onto Google to find out which Google I should get, and okay. I came up with GPay, Google Pay, or Google Wallet. And what phone have you got? And I thought, I've got a um, Google phone. The Google Pixel? Uh, yes, Pixel 4a. Well, it's actually which has been brilliant. It's actually really, really easy here. Um, firstly, make sure that you've got the latest version of Android. Um, so do right. all the software updates that are necessary because that's that's for your security, let alone getting the best features of the phone. I'm using a Google Pixel at the moment, the Pixel Seven, um, and I'm thinking of getting one of those. By the way, good mate. I, I so I used the Oppo Flip phone when I was in Barcelona. I used it for like three weeks, and then I went, I love it, I love it, love it. But I'm I'm never going to keep using it, so I'll, I'll stay on Android for a while because I I want to use the cheap Samsung soon. Anyway. Long story short, I switched to the Google and I'm, I've been using it now for, I think, three weeks. And I love it. I think it's a great phone. I used it all the time in Melbourne at the Grand Prix. It was awesome. 
Now, the great thing is, I don't think there is Google Pay, GPay anymore. I think they've renamed them all Google Wallet. Um, on my phone, oh, okay, it's all just right. called Wallet. Um, so right. if you search for Google Pay in the in the App Store, it just comes up with in sorry in the Play Store, it comes up with Google Wallet. So make sure you're using. So the why Google... wouldn't Google just clear that up? Well, I think you're probably, it's probably tell, old, tell the reason. old sites you're looking at that, that reference Google Pay because when it first launched, it was Google Pay, then it was GPay. It's just like if yeah. I wrote an article five years ago about Google Pay, I'm not changing it to say Google Wallet now. It's just life. So right on your so phone. So does yours come up as Google Pay still? No, Google Wallet. It's 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 called oh, Google okay. Wallet in the in the Google Play Store. It's Google Wallet, and when I open it up, the the short code for it is just Wallet. It just says Wallet, and then you can add right, all your you. credit cards in there. Well, that brings up another question because I was thinking that my wife is super scared of this sort of stuff. Mm. And I thought if we do the Google Pay or whatever it is, uh, I might be able to put it on her phone to make her feel a little bit more um, at ease about it. But when I started to read about the Google Wallet, it said you could put in your Medicare card and all your cards and everything else all in the one thing, Mm. which the way my wife would interpret that is, so if they crack it, they'll know all about me. Well, here's the great thing, right? They're not going to crack right. it digitally because it's all encrypted. It's not that Google can see it, Exactly, right? yep. But you say this to her. Where, where are you travelling to? You said you're travelling? Well, probably Europe, yeah. So you're in Barcelona, biggest pickpot capital in the world, right? If they oh, steal, right. if they, oh, mate, I, every time I go there, I get told pickpot capital of the world, right? Don't go, be, be, be careful, right? I've never been even Put some rat to traps pocket. in your pocket. Exactly. Rat trap in your pockets to go. So yeah, your sorry. wife freaks out and you say, listen, love, it's very simple. They're gonna they're gonna run past you and grab your handbag. Inside your handbag is your purse. Inside your purse is your Medicare card, your ID, your driver's exactly. license. Your, your and and with those tap with those credit cards, they can tap and go to their heart's content until you cancel the card. Right. So the benefit yes. of a a phone based digital wallet is, if if I handed you my phone right now, you can't pay anything. You can't look at my wallet because if I right. if I if I I've got a wallet icon on my on my home screen, if I click that, it says locked. It actually it shows my card on the screen, but it says locked. Right. When I put my fingerprint on, it says hold <laughs> to reader. So my my wallet right. essentially is locked by either my face or my fingerprint or my pin. And so for them to use right. any information in your Google wallet, like my my. Uh, my parking ticket for the airport was in my Google Wallet. My yep. entrance passes to the Grand Prix. I've got four, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday passes here to the Grand Prix. They're all there in my Google Wallet. And safe. And safe. Yes. And the thing is, it's safer than a normal card, not just because it's protected by your biometrics, but because it transmits. It can't be physically stolen. Even if they were, even if you were full tinfoil hat wearer, and you went, oh, they can read the information when you tap and go. The information that it transmits is is secure. It's a token. It's not your credit card details. Uh, mate, yeah, it's brilliant. Honestly, it a, is the greatest great thing idea. on the planet. Apple Pay or Google Wallet, whatever you want to use, it's awesome. Right. Yep. And traveling, doing that. it means that you, what you do is you put your, I put my phone in my front pocket. Because pickpocket, yep. right? It's a back pocket thing. I yep, feel like I do right? front pocket, yeah. Or I put it in the in the in a zipped jacket pocket, whatever you like. Don't bloody wear a bum bag yep. and all that rubbish. Don't wear those things around your neck and all that. No. Those are stupid. You never need your passport anywhere but the airport. Um, and and the only thing I would say to you is that 
don't rely like you should still take your wallet and you know leave it in your in your room locked in the safe or whatever because when you go to rent yep. a car and those kind of things you will need your physical passport you will need your physical driver's license checking into a hotel it's a bloody nightmare digitally you need a physical card and a physical driver's license most of the time because they don't take tap right. and go stuff like that so still take them but keep them secure yep. with you when you, when you're in your hotel brilliant Brilliant. And my other thing was I was just ringing up Optus. Um, <laughs> my sympathies to you. Uh, you can, yeah. <laughs> what you can you, edit this part of the where, where, part of the podcast. Where are you? you? Where are you an Optus customer? Mobile broadband? What do you got? Uh, well, I, I was. Uh, I, I, I fell for the two Optus phone lines years ago. Yeah, right. And then we swapped house, and then uh, uh, Virgin came out with a cheaper um, mobile phone. And then they started to charge by the second or something, and then I ended up going to Kogan, which is an absolute – I can't believe it's so cheap. Yep. About uh, 12 bucks a month. I mean, how can you possibly beat exactly. that? And I think it's through the Vodafone, Vodafone so network, it's yep. crazy. Yep. So now when I ring Optus, I say, have you got <laughs> – this is the bit you need to edit out of the podcast. Can I help you? And I, I just, I just want to say I'm probably not, but I'll <laughs> have a go. It's your first reaction, isn't it? It's your first reaction. It is. Isn't I it? can't help it. Oh, and I, does that make me a racist? You know, Steve, is that is oh, that racism or not? I think it, I think I think some people would say it does, but in the end, it's a it's right. human nature in many ways, right? We go, are you really going to be able to, to me, help it's me? Experience. But but then what I say to myself is, as a mature adult, <laughs> I say I, I am yeah. I am being awfully judgmental, and this person could live in in Bondi. Um, so let me, exactly. let me, let me hear them out, but then you realize they can't help you right. at all. So what, hang on, you're a Kogan customer. Why are you ringing Optus? Um, cause the internet drops in and out, drops in and out. Oh, you've got in Optus out. internet. Got... Yes. Well, mate, Optus in there, an Optus home phone. Well, get rid of the home phone. What do you need that for? Uh, I'm an go. old bugger. So I kind of, I got, and I was in business. So it was good to have the, the, answer the, the is, business line. The answer is you don't need it. That's silly. Right. And and right. You, are you on a contract with Optus Internet? No. Then no, here's I what you do. This afternoon, right. without any hesitation, you're on the NBN, because I know what suburb you live in. You live in my area. Um, you're on the NBN. Ring Aussie Broadband. Ring them up and right. say, I'd like to switch. And, mate, within, I don't know, an hour, you'll be an Aussie Broadband customer. How do they compare value-wise? What are you paying right now? Uh, 80 bucks a month plus as many um, local uh, Australia-wide phone calls and uh, for what, an extra $10. What speed are you on? Uh, plenty, when it works. Are you on the 50? So I only need the 50s? bottom end of the speed. You're on the 50-20 or the 25-10, do you know? I guess I'm on the oh, – I don't know. but I, I, I guess I'm on the 25-10. You think you're on the cheapest, the slowest plan? Yeah. So Aussie, I'm pretty happy with it. Aussie Broadband for eighty dollars a month, yep. seventy nine dollars a month is the fifty meg plan. And for oh, 90, okay. ninety nine dollars a month you're on the hundred meg plan. Um right. and in turn look, uh, the bottom line is I just don't think you need a home phone, but up to you. For ten dollars a month right. you can have a, a phone connection as well and you get free calls to right. Australian numbers um continuously, free calls to national and mobile numbers. And international calls for five cents a minute. Like Oh, perfect. Or, and Aussie Broadband isn't actually owned by China or anything. And and let me let me blow your mind. Oh, here's 
I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm spooky. I don't get any money from them. They're not an advertiser. I've been with them as a paying customer for years, right? Here's the thing. Right. I'm not even going to give you the number. You're going to look up the number on their website. But I, I, don't, I don't want you to sign up online. I want you to ring them because you will right. be blown away by their call center experience. And it will immediately make you want to be a customer. So when I ring Aussie Broadband, I won't have someone saying, good morning, can I help you? No, you won't. Right. I, I guarantee okay. you that you will email me this afternoon and say, mate, unbelievable, we've switched. <laughs> I'm convinced. All right, Anthony, right. good luck. That's brilliant. Make um, it happen. Let me so know how I you go, all right? Definitely. One other question. Yeah. Um, I've, as I said, I'm retired now. I was in business for a long time. had lots of photos. I was on the um, earlier Google, um, what do I call it, pictures. Oh, yeah, like a Picasso or something back in the day. Yeah, and I've got stacks of them on that, and I, I've, I've been unable to transfer them to my current Google Pictures thing. So where are they stored? Are they, they're in the cloud? Uh, no, well, they're in, <laughs> as far as I know, uh, technically speaking, they're in the computer in front of me, the so, desktop. So uh, install or go to the website photos.google.com, log into right. your Google account, and there is actually a download. Yep. You can you can install a, a piece of software. And then you can choose the folders on your computer that you want to upload. Wait until you switch to Aussie Broadband. You've got faster speeds because it's going to take oh, like a week to upload all your photos. But then once you're on Google Photos, it uploads them all to the cloud. And then you've got facial recognition, um, you know, everything. Search for text, search for things like red car, blue plane. It'll just search for stuff. It's brilliant. Google so it's Photos. Picasso 3. I can send Picasso 3 to my Google account, can I? Uh, look, is that how it works? Picasa is the software that sits on your computer at at, at home, which they no longer support. Right. Um, and right. so what you do is all the photos are stored on a folder somewhere in your computer. When you download right. Google Photos, you just choose that folder to upload. Right. Okay. Brilliant. Now I'll say this Champion, last thing: mate. I've never given this out before because I've never thought about it, but I feel like. I should take advantage. This sounds really weird, right? But I feel like I should take advantage of my advocating for Aussie. You're Broadband. not going to send me a dick pic, are you? No, mate. I'm going to. Oh, I'm going to give Promise? you. I'm going to give you my refer a friend friend code. I don't know what it gives us, but I think it gives me something right. and you something, right? Oh, okay. Nine double three. Nine double three. Five four nine. Five four nine. And what does that do? I think it might give you a discount and me and me a discount. Oh, so I'll go to uh, Aussie Broadband when and you, tell them that number. When you ring them up and they impress you with their service, then you and you <laughs> want to sign up, you say, I've got to refer a friend code. Right. I'll wait till they give me the quote and then tell them about the code? Yeah, yeah. Once you're about to sign up, then you say, listen, I've got to refer a friend <laughs> code. And you, they'll tell you. I think it might be 50 bucks off even. Wow. What a champion. All right. But they also... Oh, and all these years, I thought to myself, oh, should I send them an email? What do I do? What do I, do? I thought, oh, no, nah, but not, no, nah, no. Nah. But it never came up. The, the questions I had never came up. So, there yeah, you are. okay, I'll do that. We're, actually, we're going away for three weeks, but I'll um, I'll ring LZ Broadband in a minute, and yes. then I'll get them to organise it when I get back. Exactly. So I'm here when it's all You, you all need to through. be impressed today so that when you get back, you're immediately thinking we're on it. All right. <laughs> And spread the word. All right, buddy. Good on anytime, anytime you've got a problem, just ring me. Yeah, sure. What with? Are <laughs> uh, you on the phone? Yeah. All right, Anthony. Good on no you, mate. Worries. Thank you. Great talking to you, mate. Love your show. Cheers, Thank Anthony. you. Thanks, buddy. Um, look, that's wild. But I've never given that code out because I didn't know where to find it, but I just found it on the website. But 
be because it feels like I'm trying to make money or get a benefit from recommending. I have no interest in Aussie broadband other than to say I've never had a problem. And when I have had a technical problem, it's either been my fault or they've fixed it really quickly and their communication is outstanding. So giddy up. That's all I say. So uh, 933549 if you're looking for a referral friend code on Aussie Broadband. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Um, I just want to say what an awesome weekend I had with the family in Melbourne. We went down on Thursday. We flew down. Um, I pre-booked parking, valet parking at Sydney Airport. And you're going to say, what a snob. That's what my wife says as well. Um, but I think it was the same price as booking it like uh, without valet. Like it was like $10 difference. It was wild. So, and the, the whole bloody parking is out of order. So it's in a weird spot, but highly recommend just take the T2 valet pre-book. Super awesome. Um, we found an Airbnb, which uh, I booked for the night before so we could arrive in the morning and uh, love the young lady, clearly owned the apartment, um, took us there like 38th floor of a building. My wife hates heights, but the kids loved it. So it was a win-win all around. Um, but it was, it was a nice apartment and in South Bank, so nice and close to trams and everything you want to do. Uh, Amanda and Victoria went to galleries and markets on the Thursday and the Saturday and they flew home on Saturday night. I upgraded them using points to business class. My wife, again, she texted me, she goes, you booked the fancy seats. Like, yes, because you deserve it. Like, it's good. It's business class. It's good. Anyway, they, we all went to the Grand Prix on Friday, all five of us. And the boys and I went on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday without the girls. And then I just wanted to uh, just acknowledge and thank uh, Jerry and the team at Mercedes. I I didn't um, I didn't want to get anything special. I was just ringing for advice on tickets. And it turned out Mercedes was selling their own grandstand to Mercedes owners, and they had a couple of avails avails as they say. And so they let me buy tickets as well. I paid full fare for my grandstand tickets. And they were not cheap because it was a premium grandstand. But i got to tell you, if you know anyone with a Mercedes-Benz and they get offered these tickets next year and you want to go to the Grand Prix, just take it. Buy them, buy them, buy them. Because if you're in a, a any other grandstand, there's no roof, so you're in the sun. Secondly, you want to go to the toilets, queuing up for hours. Like the queues were huge. You want food, queuing up. What Mercedes did was they created a corporate hospitality area that you pay for, but you get so much more. So there was a couple of food vendors there, uh, three food vendors, a pizza, a, an A1 Lebanese and a fish and chips. And they had a, a bar and they had a DJ and they had big screens to watch it on and beanbags to sit on. And then, of course, the standard grandstand overlooking turn um, nine and ten. Awesome. So good. Even my wife commented last night, that she said it was on the phone. She said Trev did a, a very good thing by booking that because she appreciated the cleaner bathrooms with less queues. She appreciated the no queues for food and stuff like that. Such a great experience. Now, two things. Um, Mercedes had three spaces available on the Sunday for a garage tour. My boys didn't know, but they offered them to me and I said, let's please, please, please. So we went over and we looked inside the Formula One garage. It was, as I mentioned to a caller earlier, it was wild. It was so exciting. The boys absolutely loved it. And it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And I'm so glad we, we got to do it because it's the kind of thing I get to do every year. And, I, like, I take it for granted, but the boys just loved it. And, uh, and 
because Jerry from Mercedes said he convinced me to stay on the Saturday and Sunday for the qualifying the race, whereas we were going to fly home on Saturday night. But I said, mate, but I've got flights and I can't book new ones. They're all sold out. He said, well, just drive home. I'll give you a car. So they had a car parked in the Grand Prix, like in the car park at the back of the golf course. And they loaded our bags into us into it in the morning. And so we left the Grand Prix in a car from the track. It was the most rock star thing I've ever done. Just driving out of the Grand Prix and straight onto the road home without having to worry about cues and things. It was wild. Every other, you know, it was wild also on the Sunday morning. We got to gate eight uh, and the queue was around the block. It would have been 600 to meters, 600, 800 meters of queuing before the gates opened. It was wild. But again, I said to the boys, this is, this is the experience. This is how big it is. This is how popular it was. A record crowd of 440,000 people there. So good. Great race. You know, controversial in the end, but epic race overall. And if you have, if you have any interest in, in Formula 1 or motorsport, don't begrudge the fact that this is a potential family event. Get seats because you don't want to try and rush to find a seat on the hill. Buy seats in the grandstand. Take a jacket umbrellas because it's cold and all that stuff. But enjoy it. There's so much stuff. You can, oh, we spent all day Thursday just wandering around. We only went to the grandstand at the start and the finish of the day. But we just wandered around. I showed them everything there is. There's so much stuff to see there. So, uh, yeah, awesome experience. We had a great time. Thank you to everyone who sent me little messages on social media about how cool the photos were. We had a great weekend. Genuinely awesome weekend. Um and it's kind of weird to be back to work. <laughs> but here we are, back at work, as it is. We'll get on with it. Uh, the EFTM podcast. Trevor Long, taking your calls. Uh, Nolene's on the line. G'day, Nolene. Oh, good morning, Trevor. Is it afternoon? Yes. It's everywhere. Are you, uh, you're in the chemist I've caught you, have I? Yes, I have, but that's fine. That's what can fine. I do for you? Look, I'm I'm in the market for a, a mobile phone that I can take on a cruise and leave my big heavy camera at home. Mm. Um, yes. What have you got because now? My, I've I've got an Olympus, but my my lenses are pretty heavy, mm. and about, my what, mobility. What smartphone? My do you mobility have now? sucks. Pardon? What's, oh, it's only a Nokia. Okay. So, yeah. what sort of photography are you looking to do? Zoom? Like, are you worried about a certain feature of a, a phone photography? Yes, yes. Um, I'll, I'll be in Scandinavia. Oh wow! And so it's my first time. Yeah. Have you been on these pictures before in this jump at all? No. She's in the chemist, so we have to let her do a thing. You know, it's very important. I'm sorry. You're right, yes. Nolan. No, you're I... right. So you're going on a on, on a Scandinavian cruise. I am. Yes. So, what, nighttime photography? Do you think? Yes, uh, and um, and see, my mo- mobility isn't very good. Yes. So I'm I'm not wanting to carry my big um, of camera and lens around. Why would you? Why would you? Yes. Are you prepared to spend a bit of money on a phone though? Because the best phones are going to cost some money. I'll be honest with you, Nolly. I did hear you on Geelong nine five nine, and I didn't write down what you suggested. So the bottom line is you need the best phone on one of the brands. So whether it's an Oppo, a Samsung, or an Apple, you need the best one. And and they're always going to be uh, $1,500 to to $2,200. So it's not cheap. But I think you'll find you'll be so impressed by what you can do with them. So it really doesn't matter what you do. You've got a Nokia now, so that's an Android phone. So even if if you went either the Oppo Find X5 Pro, okay, 
Fine. Just, I mean, why do I write, write it down? That's a good idea, yep. Yep, absolutely. You got a pen? So what is it? The, the Oppo, O-double-P-O, yes. Find X5 Pro. What was the first word? Oppo, O-double-P-O. No, not Oppo, then it went after find, that. Find, as, as in find, F-I-N-D. I'll find. Actually, I did look up some um, YouTube things. X Pro. Yes, sorry. Yep. Yes. X5. Find X5. So that's awesome. Yes. Uh, Find X5 Pro. And the other one is the Samsung Galaxy S23 Plus. Yes. Yes. Either okay. of those, either of those yes. will be amazing for you, Nolene. You'll be able to do portrait, okay. portrait photography, nighttime photography, photography. Uh, Zoom photography. Yes. Fantastic stuff. I thought they said that the Find X Pro, um, it's um, not available out of China at the moment. No, that's the X6. That's that's a oh, that's new it. one that's coming out. Yeah, that's a new one that's coming out. But the Find X5 Pro still has a Hasselblad lens. It's a great camera. Don't don't worry about that at all. Okay, fantastic. All right, Nolene, I'll let you get back to it and get get your medicines and uh, and you have a great trip. Enjoy. Oh, thank you so much, Trevor. No worries. Bye-bye. Good on you. Um, yeah, I mean, imagine that. And, you know, she's obviously loves her photography, has done lots of it over the years with a proper camera and everything. But uh, right now, you've, you've got to go with what's simplest and most convenient for you. And I think she'll love either of those two phones. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. David's on the line. G'day, David. Yeah, mate. How are you? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, mate, I'm just looking at um, my original Z Flip. Uh, screens just about cactus after three years. What does it look and like after three I, years? When do you? How do you describe cactus to me? Uh, just where I play games on it, I've sort of worn through the the initial plastic coating or whatever it is. Like your goes, fingers uh, have worn like, through it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I um, absolutely love the phone. Best phone I've. Ever, I mean, I've always had recent phones, but yeah, this has yeah. been the best one ever. Wow. It's just so. Convenient, yeah. What sort of games we play, Dave? Oh, just Tetris type things where yeah, you nice. actually rub the screen and solitaires yeah, right. and things. I thought but you, yeah, gonna, I thought I'm, you were going to say Ultimate Golf. I had a caller a couple of weeks ago, loving Ultimate Golf, and uh, oh, I've become addicted myself now. So, anyway. oh, right. yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the ads for it, <laughs> but yeah, no, I just I'm just looking for a little bit of advice whether I I go with the new Z Flip, the latest one, or that mm. new Oppo. Um, is it N2 or something? Find N2 Flip. I've got to say, mate, I'm holding it in my hand right now and I am still. So I've, I stopped using it maybe two and a half weeks ago. Um, yep. Switched to the Pixel for a couple of weeks and now I'm going to switch to a Galaxy A54, just a nice cheap phone. I still open yep. it up and I rub my finger up the screen and I go, this is remarkable. The, the crease is, it's there. There's no doubt it's there, but it's nowhere yep. near as obvious as the as the Samsung. The front screen. Oh, right. How how often do you use it closed? So you look at who's calling or who's messaging and stuff like that. Yeah, never, never, never. Because yeah. this this original one it has is, a tiny, it's tiny, tiny screen. Tiny. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I've, I've just got to say, I I struggle to recommend the Samsung while ever the the Oppo is on the market. Now, okay, obviously, yeah. there's a new Samsung going to come out in around August. So if you could hold out, you would definitely do that. Right, because oh, I, I can, yeah, I can. I mean, well, then, yeah. then I would wait until August because we assume that the cycle will be the same as always. In around August, they'll announce a new flip and fold. 
Now, yeah. I don't know that Samsung will do better than Oppo here, but they better yeah. or they're in some trouble because yeah, this, it, it appealed to me. Yeah. It, mate, this go and have a look at one of JB's. It's the the fold feels more sturdy than certainly the one you've got now. The crease yeah. on your finger feels fantastic. So right now, if you said to me today, I need to buy a phone today, I'd say buy the Oppo. Yep. Simple okay. as that. It really is as simple as that. But if you can hold out until the the Flip 5 from Samsung, yep. then I would wait and see what people like me and others who get a hold of it on the day one and have used the Oppo, what we say, because that's going to be a big moment for Samsung. All right. I think I'll probably I'll do that. I mean, the, the phone works perfectly fine, mm. and it's only when the screen is blank, black, that you can see the marks on it. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Interesting. So it doesn't really affect your gameplay yet, but obviously at some point oh, it's, absolutely. At some point it's going to, right? Yeah. Yeah. The screen has actually lasted longer than I expected from the initial report. Given it's, of, the, given yeah. it's the first version – um, I've got it when it first came out. Yeah. Mate, I think you're lucky to have got two and a half years out of it, but you've got three and you're probably going to get to three and a half. So that's a big win. Yeah. I really do think that. And by the way, I think that the new one, when you buy it, whether it's the Oppo or the Samsung, will last you even longer um, because the yeah. technology is simply improved. I don't think that that plastic coating mm-hmm. even exists anymore. Um, oh, quite possibly not. No. Oh, well, that, mate, that's a really good. So you haven't noticed any, other than the wearing through of the screen, in terms of the fold... The, the the actual hinge and the and the screen itself you haven't noticed any degradation in it absolutely none whatsoever it's the best phone I've I've usually got I went from Apple tragic to going back to Android with this one because it was a flip yeah and I, I I don't think I'll ever go back to a candy bar phone good on I you just love, I just love it you just tuck it in your pocket and you can sit down and not worry. <laughs> That's, mate, I 100% agree. I think it's the form factor of the future. And while I love yes. the fold, it's just too big in your pocket. Yes. This thing is just like a – it's a nice little thing in your pocket and you pull it out and you've got a normal phone. I mean, it's just remarkable. It's, I'm still blown away by the fact that it even exists. I really am. Yeah, I, yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send this call to Gary McGregor, the vice president of uh, Samsung Mobile in Australia, because I think he'll get a he'll hate the fact that I'm recommending the Oppo, but he knows full well that they've got to do better, and he knows full yeah. well they've got a better product in the market, I think. But he'll love what yeah. you've just said. You've come from Apple, and you're sold on the form factor, and that the phone has absolutely lasted you as it as it darn well should and and has done. That's fantastic. Um, the yeah. only thing, the other thing I'd say is if if you're money conscious, obviously Samsung has done and may well again reduce the price of their phone they did put it down yeah. to 1199 for a little while there i mean that's a steal so yes if the four yes. goes down or the or the oppo go down in price you you might consider jumping on them because the new one is obviously going to be 1499 if they do it any more expensive they're, they're mad so but if you yes, can hold yeah, out mate price. i reckon you'll be in for a winner at the end of the year no that's great thanks for your, thanks for your advice and i'll i'll probably have, will hang on because I mean, it's had a hard life. It's, I, I use it, I don't know how many times I've opened and closed it. But, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yes. hopefully 300,000 times, more than they even tested it. <laughs> and yes. you know what? It's great. It's yeah. great that you can you can hold on to it and essentially repay Samsung's quality with your loyalty, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that at all. Good on you, buddy.
yeah. Thank you, Dave. I, and I've always preferred, I've, I've really liked the phone uh, camera on it too. That's yeah, good. Uh, that's great. And the next one will be even better. That's the great thing about it. You've come from something a couple of years ago. You're going to be absolutely blown away by whatever they do this year. I'm, I'm sure I will. Okay, thanks, Trevor. Thank you, David. Good on you, mate. Great to hear from you. No worries. Have Cheers. a good day. Thank you. Uh, there you go. I mean, that's advocacy, advocacy for the flip in in a massive way. And that's that's a man that absolutely loved what he got. And you know, coming from Apple and going to the flip form factor is a big risk. Going to Android, full stop, but then a different form factor. Um, and I, that's the first time I've heard of any uh, degradation in the phone, let alone in its in its quality of of service. So we've got ourselves a, a winner with that one. And I think you'll be impressed with whatever flip phone he gets next. Let's keep going with calls. Ron's on the line. G'day, Ron. Hi, Trevor. How are you, mate? I have a very simple, basically simple question for you, I suppose. Um, I'm looking for internet security that's not um, overwhelming, uh, that doesn't cost a fortune, um, and will sort of cover everything. Uh, And a couple of extra devices, Android phones and a PC. I was going to say, so you're covering a a few things. Um, Yep. Look, in the end, you should get uh, – it really depends on the number of devices. So, for example, Trend Micro, they're what they call yep. device security basic for 12 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, four devices is 90 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like that's yep. like insurance for your devices for, for, for 90 bucks. Slightly cheaper again if you go two years. Um, and they obviously have different levels of yes. products. They have thing. I think they call it maximum security and then device security and a bunch of different things. But essentially you want device security because you want the multiple devices. And yeah, I think, I've only got two devices plus the PC. Yeah, so three devices in two. total. Um, yeah. the, they've got one that is device security pro, which is three devices, mm-hmm. 12 months, 79 bucks. That sounds like my top money. Honestly, you've got – and remember to take advantage of all the things you get with it, right? So, for example, yep. ID security. You open that yep. app, that part of the app, you put in things like your uh, passport number and stuff, and it searches the dark web mm-hmm. for them so mm-hmm. that if you're mm-hmm. in any mm-hmm. way compromised, it'll let you know. A password yep. manager, yep. a VPN if you need it, um, yep. And, yep. and most importantly, web protection. So that means you, you it, it actually checks websites before you go to them on your device. And that's the mm-hmm. thing that's going to mm-hmm. save you mm-hmm. from any phishing and scams, mate. And I, I really think that's... That's a good outcome, all right? So that sounds like what device I'm looking for. Just security pro. Device security okay. pro from Trend right. Micro. That, that one will do me fine. Thank you, sir. 79 bucks, mate. Good luck. Enjoy. Good on you. Thank you very much. Bye. Happy to help. Um, it couldn't be easier. He's, he's mowing the lawns. So we, we got him interrupted and we're done. Uh, and, you know, Trend Micro are a, uh, a partner, a sponsor at EFTM.com. Um, but I've been using it for a long time. And I know there's pretty much every brand. Uh, Norton, Kaspersky, Trend Micro, and McAfee are the big four. They all offer similar products, similar prices. Um, I do like some of the features like the ID security that uh, Trend Micro did that first. And like it's good to have that dark web protection. So never discount the basics of, uh, of what you get from those, um, from those kind of products. Check it out. Uh, all the details of that are at trendmicro.com.au. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you've got a question, you can go to the website, eftm.com. It's cool.
data for a while. So, you know, I thought I would give it a crack. You know, why not? Um, and no, I haven't got the new one. Just, just haven't got there yet. I'm getting there, I promise. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Great to have your company once again. Thank you to LG for jumping on board as a uh, partner, sponsor, supporter of EFTM. Um, yep, there'll be new banner ads on the site. Uh, um, I'll talk about them here on the podcast and uh, hope there'll be more products to review and videos I'll do uh, because that's what we do for partners and sponsors. It's very simple. Um, they get a little bit of priority. They don't get favour in terms of what I say about them. But when there's when there's news, like this, uh, just today, um, they won, I think it was 23 or 24 Red Dot Design Awards. I think that's amazing. That's great news. 24 Red Dot Awards this year for uh, LG Design, including for the 10th year in a row, uh, a Red Dot Award for OLED TV. I mean, 10 years of OLED says a lot about the technology and the design that it encompasses. So well done to LG for that. And thank you for your support of EFTM because without sponsors like Arlo, uh, Netgear, LG, Oppo, Trend Micro, JBL, I mean, I can't live. I can't pay the small amount that I pay to the boys for contributing can't pay the power bills here at the office. I'm in big trouble. I don't charge for any of the content I make. Um, and I know that my EFTM podcast audience knows full well that I can't be influenced by money and I'm not going to say something positive just because you're a sponsor. So that's easy. That's done. I just appreciate that they're here and supporting us because otherwise um, this whole show would go dark. Thanks for listening, folks. And let's do it all again real soon.